It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to our Sunday Summary NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. We're kicking it old school today, Mark and Ryan. Uh, Ryan, we just figured, I guess, after a a tough week that the people would just want to hear the... uh, this old, familiar, soothing tones of our voices. Yeah, absolutely. We need to um, have a little therapy session with <laughs> with all the listeners out there. I'm sure there's got a lot of people out there hurting with so many uh, poor scores around the league and especially a little cash cows going down injured too. Yeah, That's and I mean, we were going to have intern Austin and intern Dale on the show as well, but uh, we figured that, you know, if we wanted a mass exodus of all of our fans, we'd, we'd let them in after this week. <laughs> Oh, intern Dale, last minute Thursday, putting it, putting out his content, telling everyone to hold Brandon Smith, who he doesn't own. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a double glove that is! That's he's yeah. a master. Yep, and then and then also putting out his uh, was it uh, sell of the week? Luke Garner, first game, sixty three in sixty six minutes. Shit, you just love to see it. So yeah, it's tough in the streets. The the interns are learning the. Uh, you know, the process of uh, making calls and being wrong. Uh, well, it's not the first time and it won't be the last. So, yeah. Ryan, uh, we might start off here. Obviously, the logical place with the Panthers up against the Rabbitohs, the first game on Thursday night. Luke Garner, after performing poorly in the first game, looked just absolutely the opposite of disinterested in this one, worked his bag out, was on basically a point a minute for the whole game, no try, 63 Nine tackle busts, 30 tackles, and 100 metres. Uh, for those that held on to him, it's a nice reward. He's going to make some cash here now. And, I mean, we've got a, a week of no Panthers this week. Uh, but, I mean, obviously he's going to be an interesting discussion come round four if we're we're looking for solutions. Um, but, I mean, you know, Cook, Luttrell, both pretty good. Murray, down week. Uh, I guess the talking point needs to be here that Shakai Mitchell now has two good scores in a row. Uh, mm-hmm. At 286K, he's averaging 45, negative three break even with a 42. So, you know, he's going to go up by 50K. He's going to be 230-something thousand and, and probably an even lower break even again. Uh, is he an option for guys looking at, you know, cashing down a Brandon Smith? I mean, he's got to come into consideration now, doesn't it? Um, I mean, we've got Totola uh, still to come back into this side. Um, and Arrow. And, yeah, Arrow's still going to be a couple of weeks, though, I think, with that hamstring injury. The, those can be a little bit tricky. But, yeah, Totola with that um, HIA, I'd assume he's probably right to go next week uh, for the Friday game. But, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a real tough one because he's not going to be overly cheap anymore. Like, he's put up that good score. He's, what, he's going to be in the mid... 300s, low, what, 340? Yeah, probably 330 or something, yeah. Yeah, so you're, you've already got, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's getting a little bit touch and go now. I'm not too sure what to make of these minutes um, and whether they're actually sustainable. Like Cam Murray, under 59 minutes, it was a very quick-paced game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure yet. I'll probably have to wait and see till, uh, to what team lists look like. But um, right now I'm leaning towards staying away. Yeah, no, nah, fair enough. And, I mean, talking about, uh, you know, staying away from people, Lachlan Elias, Campbell Graham, some anyone that tried to chase the points there, severely disappointed. 
Mawali's still not great. Isaac Thompson back to earth a little bit, but, you know, that's understandable against Penrith. Uh, any other sort of key talking points from this game? Um, no, no, no. I mean, you know, Cleary had that little ankle uh, injury that was bothering him at halftime there, but I suppose a week off should be should be enough to get him right for uh, yeah. round four. I've, I've seen a lot of chat about people um, potentially selling him, but that might be a discussion for the, round, uh, the TLT podcast. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next game here, uh, the Eels up against the Sharks. Hopgood again. Massive score, massive minutes. He's going to absolutely be in consideration for captaincy, but obviously that's something for Tuesday. Uh, Moses, a good score, two tries. Uh, Dylan Brown, a good score, but was looking pretty like, you know, he was scoring really poorly and and sort of poured it on in the second half a little bit. I was really looking forward to him dropping some cash. Uh, I guess the big news here for for us is the Cardi Party continues. Uh, Keep riding the cash wave. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, the Cardi Party's great. He's gonna make he's gonna make a stack too. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. the Dory party much less exciting. Uh, it's you know, it's like that uh, party you go to with your cousins when you're like twelve and your grandma makes like punch or whatever and you just all you know, no one's like you're too cool to to you know, you've gone past the kids stage and you're just sort of waiting around yeah. until you get to old enough to be able to have booze. Yeah, but he still has to sit at the kids' table, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, footy-wise, footy-wise, he's looked good. But, like, yeah, fantasy, this is just what we've come to expect from Dory. He's just a very little thrills player. Like, his stat line was 87 metres, 30 tackles, three missed, and that that's it. So, yep. slow burn. Yep, very slow. Uh, outside of that, Josh Hodgson, poor. Good thing we didn't jump on him. Uh, the, uh, the limited rotation forward thing happen is is happening it's a thing uh so it'll be interesting to see what happens to the eels when maddo comes back uh broncos up against the cowboys on the friday night the cowboys not great here uh the broncos just were all over them ruben cotter was falling off tackles for fun uh six missed tackles is not something we'd normally expect to see from him uh nanai with eight missed tackles with two tries a 40 uh, Fantasy-wise, obviously, Carrigan going from strength to strength. Only the 60 minutes in this game. Payne Haas played five extra minutes than he did. So, I mean, that was more reflective of what we were expecting rotation-wise. But, I mean, 63 points, Ryan. Mm. Yeah, um, <laughs> that one was interesting because I was uh, looking at Carrigan's score and he was on about 20 and 25 minutes at halftime. And um, I-, I remember, like, pulling up the pulling up the app, like, maybe when Haas went off and he was on, like, 35, and I'm like, oh, okay, he's in for a poor score here. And then by the end of the game, he's somehow on 63. He's had, like, a 40-point second stint, which is massive. Um, but, yeah, no, the Cowboys were really good to begin the game. Like, their intensity was there. They were all over the Broncos to start. But, yeah, the I think the fatigue just started to set in. They just couldn't keep it up, and the Broncos just, yeah, they, they zapped themselves early, and the Broncos just came over the top of them. Yeah, 100%. Uh couple of guys underperforming luxury picks in the wing fullback centre position with Katoni Staggs at a 20, Scott Drinkwater with a 10, Sinbin, much to the chagrin of uh, intern Austin. Uh, yeah, that's his karma me. for telling everybody to sell Ghana, really, I think. <laughs> Plus he got uh, he got Naz injured as well, which we'll talk about. But, um, I mean, the other fullback, though, uh, he's going to be a big talking point. Yeah, 100%. I can definitely see a lot of people chasing Reese Walsh and, I have to say I'm I'm going to be, you know, asking the question myself probably. 
but yeah, no, he's going to be one to watch. Uh, nice little 54 with a try. Um, limited involvement with the boot, uh, but just in everything in attack, you have to wonder if that's sustainable, but he looked awesome. Oh, man, and then the depression started. Uh, the the Warriors up against the Roosters. I had Brandon Smith to Toru Harris locked in, didn't pull the trigger. Toru Harris, 69. He's now averaging almost 70 points after two weeks. Uh, Brandon Smith, not so lucky with an 11 and 26 and, and just extremely disappointing. Jackson Ford, uh, four points in two minutes and off with a HAA on his first hit up. Uh, Charles Nickel Cook star only eked out a 13 and 53. And I mean, this was probably the start of what would be, uh, you know, a nightmare weekend for uh, for fantasy managers. Yeah, not good areas, is it? Um, like, I think the, the Brandon Smith one as well, because uh, we were a little bit on the fence. I know I was about whether to hold or sell. Like, you know, that, that talk about, oh, it's only been one week. He seems like he's going to get minutes. But the reports of the rib injury, what was what scared me more than um, the potential of him playing lock. And that, yeah, just came to fruition. Like the, the physio said it in the preseason when we had him on the podcast talking about Frizzell and Tarpany about how much those rib cartilage injuries can affect middle performance. And, yeah, we saw it here. And I think moving forward, any time I've got a middle that's got a rib cartilage injury, I think I'm going to eat them out the door straight away because it's just yeah. it's, they can't perform with them. Yeah, I mean, we, we spoke about it in the preseason. We wanted to give this one a week, uh, and, you know, we were proven correct. Uh, so I think we need to pull the trigger on that and, and keep that in mind for future so we don't get suckered in again. Uh, Manu, sort of, you know, generic Manu score on the on, on the return. Uh, Joseph Suwali put up a 60 with 233 metres, seven tackle bus, no tries, but only six tackles in centre. Uh, I have to imagine that's not going to be a regular stat line for him. But, you know, anyone that jumped on him and didn't sell, those 16% are going to be, you know, thinking that that's normal. So uh, don't go expecting that. Uh, Sean Johnson with a 69 as well in a in a losing team is massively impressive and, and he'll be a really good candidate for Tuesday to have a look at for Brandon Smith alternatives, I think. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. He, he had a really great game. Um, he's, I think he's proven that he's still got it. Um, but he was making, I think for me, like the most impressive thing I saw out of Johnson, he was he's making a lot of really good one-on-one tackles against bigger players um, when he was the like you know the last man there. If he doesn't make that tackle, it's you know big play territory. Um, yeah, I, I, I was really great signs from Johnson. Still doing just about what every single meter of the kicking, bar what uh, nineteen meters, it was all him. Um, so, yeah, I think what you were talking about in the preseason is really coming to fruition here. He's got a very solid base, and I think that's going to be the case moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And particularly with, uh, you know, this last game here, obviously we've got another worry where there with Tanner Boyd, which we'll talk about. You know, that that's going to be a question that needs to be asked at some point as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get there, we've got the Raiders up against the 2-0 and Dolphins, Dolphins got the bickies here. Joseph Tarpany back to form, 63 points, but only 47 minutes. All base almost. Ryan, this is, you know, exactly what we spoke about in the preseason. Everyone's saying, you know, genie out of the bottle, Tarpany 55 minutes a week. This is two weeks in a row now where the minutes have been down. Uh, and But, you know, he's lucky to, to not be getting bullied into a, a poor score here. But, 
I mean, is there a, what's your level of concern here on Tarpany? I know he's the top scorer for the entire game. Mm. Um, it's, it's, I think the concern for me is still pretty low. Um, I, I don't think this is totally unexpected. Like, it takes these big boys a couple of weeks to work into the season, especially early March. It's still really hot. Like, it was really hot in, uh, in Redcliffe on the weekend, Townsville the week before that, um, back in Canberra this week. Like, I, I, I'm still not overly concerned. Like, even if you look at last year, like, his first four games um, in March were all mid-40s for the most part, and then it really started to pick up after that. So... Once he works into the season, gets the match fitness going, I'd expect the minutes to increase. So I'm not overly concerned. His PPM is still, you know, monstrative that it's even in, you know, 45, 47 minutes, it's going to be enough to maintain his price until he does start to kick on. Yeah, 100%. Uh, outside of that, obviously, Tom Gilbert, really good with the try. Hamaso uh, traded Camperera to Hamaso in my overall team this week, which proved to be, like, awesome. Uh, Hamaso looks just really – he's just – following the play and a lot more involved eye test wise than what he was in the previous thing. Like I know he's gotten tries that have boosted his score, but I mean, he's a fast player and a fullback. He's going to score tries. Mm. Uh, You know, he is going to be an interesting one to see if he actually ends up being a keeper center this year. Probably don't need to go too far into it at the moment. Uh, It is interesting to see that Starling and Levi played, 20 minutes extra, like they were on the field together for 20 minutes? Yeah, I, I've noticed Starling's been playing a bit of lock the past couple of weeks, which is interesting. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure what the go is there, like what Sticky's thinking, like having a, a tiny bloke, like two small blokes in the middle. It's um, yeah, it's interesting. Like it's Big not brain like Ricky, it's, mate. Yeah, because well, it's, it's not like Tom Starling's like a Jack Bird or something like that, you know. He's, yeah, he's not uh, a ball player. Yeah, he's a, he's a running hooker, um, which, you know, and he's at his best and he's able to dart out a dummy half. So, yeah, it does seem strange. Yeah, weird stuff. Uh, Corey Haruinara, pretty good, but, you know, he's not somebody that we're looking for. Mark Nichols, 50 minutes again, 48 points. That PPM's r- looking really good. I mean, he may be one that we're looking at going, you know, the, we should have done that uh, in a couple of weeks. I mean, he's now going to be what, 540K, probably roughly when the game opens, are probably too expensive to jump on at this point. Uh, good to see that the uh, um, old mate, what's his name? Uh, Katoa bounced back, a uh, nice little 30. Also, Mason Teague, who's the 230K guy that I mentioned as uh, being an interesting option, 43 minutes for 35 points. Uh but, mate, there's one for the bargain bin that we're going to have to keep an eye on is Hudson Young. Mm. Uh, so he's now averaging 21 across two games with a break-even of 70 this week that, where he just put up a 15. So he's going to move to 650K or thereabouts and have another monstrous BE. Uh, he's definitely going to be somebody on the shopping list in a couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. If he can get back to form... Um... Oh, you're going to get a huge discount on him. There's going to be a couple of blokes in there, like 84 break-even uh, predicted next week. So, yeah, again, another price drop. Like, it's going to take a couple of weeks to level out this um, price drop as well. So he, mm. you could potentially be picking him up in the low 600s, which is which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, low 600s, thereabouts. He's, uh, he's going to be one available in round 13. Assuming he's not playing Origin as well. So that's going to be a really interesting Really interesting option there. Um, I do find it interesting that this Mason that Mason Teague actually played more minutes than Jared Wallace did as well. Uh, so, you know, it'll, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see if he actually keeps his spot in the team. Uh, but 
you know, probably one for future to have a look at. Now, the, probably the most surprising result of the weekend was the Bulldogs absolutely dispatching of the Storm on Saturday night. Jacob Kraz with a 90, obviously that's not sustainable, 10 tackle busts and um, five offloads. Absolute weapon. Probably more in the sustainable but awesome category is Eliasa Katoa, 63. He had three line breaks, but like a trial of 63 is really good signs from Eliasa. Yeah, two line breaks in one set. <laughs> um, no, he's going to be. I, I said it last week on our um, team list. Uh, sorry, yeah, on our Tuesday pod. Um, that once he gets fit and works into the season, he's going to be great. I think because um, he's still unfit. You can see it too. Like he's still cramping up at the end of the games, looking really tired. But um, like he's just an attacking player, and he's going to be very good in this side, especially once they start to get some troops back, get Munster back into this side. Um, get some more forwards back into the side. It'd be, it'll be really nice. But, yeah, I've got big hopes for Katoa, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to be somebody – it's going to be very surprising to see if he actually ends up ever leaving my side because I've, I've got really good really good vibes from him. Also, Jacob Preston, um, you know, he was a you know guy that we suggested maybe having a look at uh, preseason who 62 with a try in 76 minutes and, and looked really, really strong there. Uh, given the you know the shortage of the dogs' middles and the fact that they won, it may be uh, that he's going to earn that spot and he's going to be one that we're really going to need to have a discussion about on Tuesday about you know long term sustainability. I think. Um, but uh, outside of that, also Reed Marnie, another good performance. Uh, the Nass injury that you mentioned earlier, obviously he's gone for was it eight weeks or something? Yeah, six to eight weeks, I think. Yeah, so I mean, that's going to bring in some interesting conversations around. You know, so there's Christian Welch there, who's put up another fifty plus score. Josh King, sixty three minutes. Uh, is there someone specifically that you've got your eye on? Oh, I think Welch is probably deserving of a of a look. I'm, I'm not sure I'm actively going out of my way to bring anyone in in this side currently, but I mm. think. Yeah, I think it's going to be a wider discussion on Tuesday for sure, especially when we see these uh, how this Storm team runs out on Tuesday too. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Ryan Sutton, pretty good scoring. Alan Motti, good to see him uh, put up the 190 metres, 13 tackles, three tackle busts, and, and look really good. Perham, also really good. Liero, another 40. Uh, Matt Burton, better but not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a danger signs, I think, for Burton. Um, I don't know. Hey, I, I just think Reed Marty is just not good for him in terms of fantasy mm. output. Um, yeah, they definitely are playing a lot more through the middle. Yeah, for sure. And, like, Reed's doing that. Yeah, he, I, he did it at the para too, but I, I, I always associated with, like, Cam Smith, how, like, Smith used to just walk out a dummy half and, like, find a forward and, like, turn it back on the inside. So, like, he would be doing a lot of that, um, you know, forward distribution rather than giving it to the halves and having the halves, like, you know, play a little bit eyes up or giving it off to the forwards running themselves. So I think it's just sort of resulting in uh, Burton having a little bit less ball in hand. Yeah, well, I mean, he's still got the massive demerit. It's still, like, big kick metres, hardly any run metres, though, and, and five missed tackles hurts. Mm. So he's on the monitor for list. Sorry, the monitor list for now, I think, and that's it. Yeah. Uh... The, the, I guess we get to today's games. Frizzell, 53, and actually top scored for the game despite going off with 30 minutes to go. He was on track for an absolute monster score. 
a lot of base stats, but some, you know, filling up the stat sheet with some turnover tackles, a try saver as well. Uh, he looked really, really good, and, and it's a shame to see that he went off injured. Uh, I mean, where, where to from here? I, I think what was the early feeling? Was it just a rolled ankle? Yeah, well, the physio posted that it was, you know, a lower ankle sprain, which tend to be a lot less serious, and he said that they tend to uh, heal quite quickly. Um, that said, the Knights do have a quick turnaround. They play Friday night, so whether he plays or not this week, I, I have my doubts. It might only be a one-week thing, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, this is two weeks in a row now. He's he's copped unlucky injuries, not, not related to each other either, but... Um, mm. Yeah, it's really frustrating too because he's been so good in the, in the times he's been on field. Like his BPM so far is damn near one <laughs> currently yeah. in about 64 minutes. Yeah, 100%. And he looks super busy. Uh, you know, you got to, it's, you know, important to remember that Matt Dory rolled his ankle and everyone was saying he was going to be out for ages and then, then he played that game, that first game. So, you know, this is, we think this is a similar sort of injury. And if he's named on Tuesday and plays on Friday, he'll be staying. And even if he's not, you know, you can probably afford to just, you know, take a emergency for the week, assuming you've only got the one, you know, emergency, which would be Cleary. So, uh, I mean, outside of him, Dewey with a very unconvincing 50, Apicorosau arresting some of his price drops. He's going to drop and still have a pretty high BE, though. Uh, Isaiah Popoli'i with a pretty poor score, hopefully get his price moving in the downwards direction for us non-managers. Uh, same with Clemmer. Uh, I guess the big news here from this game was just the first tackle for Ponga, uh, you know, hard contact with Kapoa and, uh, uh, you know, Category 1 concussion, knocked out. Obviously, we discussed it with the NRL physio in the preseason that, you know, he was a, a big concern and, and we think, you know, it, it sucks for Kalen, but probably uh, an extended time off is is probably warranted here. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they play this and also how Kalen pulls up symptom-wise because there is going to be a lot of pressure on them to, to sit Kalen for a little bit. Um, so, yeah, this is, uh, I don't know, this sort of feels like unprecedented territory in a little way or um, of just how they're going to go about this because obviously he's got, he's had, he had what, like four concussions or three concussions in six weeks mm. last year um, and now it's a cop. Such a heavy one here as well. It's mm. yeah, I don't know. It's 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 danger signs for his uh, for his career. Hopefully, um, yeah, he starts having a little bit of luck. Yeah, I mean, he's an easy trade out for fantasy. Uh, mm. I mean, if I even in draft, I wouldn't be expecting to see him anytime soon. Uh, Jaden Braley also knocked out of this one with a five in fourteen minutes. That's going to get his price moving south very quickly. Uh, another one that's going to be available in round 13, somebody for the watch list. He'll be in our uh, uh, watch list on our stock article that'll come out tomorrow. Tommy Talau, two points, uh, knocked out by Jackson Hastings, who, you know, uh, also scored poorly. Uh, hopefully we steered everybody away from him. He's only at 3.2%. Lockie Miller, 150 metres and nine tackle bus and not much else. Uh, Tyson Gamble worth a look. Potentially, we'll see what the news is with uh, Ponga, but what Gamble's priced at about 400k, so yeah. what's that, a high 20s? Um, yeah, I, I don't know, it'll be interesting because he did do a, a fair bit of kicking when he came onto the field. Um, he took which we saw in the preseason as well, like when in that first preseason game where Ponga didn't play, like he was doing a big chunk of the kicking, 
Um, so I think he's going to warrant consideration, just given the price point, given you know clearing a buy. Uh, you know, people are probably going to need a half potentially, especially if say you know you're a Trindolone or Hines comes back. Um, yeah, he's he's going to be worth consideration, I think, because he it's not like when he was partnered with Reynolds when he was doing zero kicking for the most part. He is going to take a decent chunk of the kicking of Hastings, I think. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. Last game of the round here, the Dragons get up over the Titans, who just looked so poor. Uh, Tino top scores here, pre-updates with the 72 with a try in 71 minutes. Uh, If we're going to see Joloff out for an extended period of time, uh, Tino's one we're going to have to have a serious look at. I mean, they didn't lose any forwards here, did they? Uh, I don't think so. I think Joe Simpson Verrill's... only played 66 minutes. Oh, very yeah. early. Yeah, but Randall came straight on for him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If they're going to run this exact same rotation next week, Tino's going to have to be worth a look. Because, I mean, if he's going to play 65 to 70 minutes a week, that's completely different to what we were looking at before. Um, he's got a nice little discount as well here. His break even should be about normal. Uh, I mean, just depends whether you want to shell out 700K for a guy that's going to miss two of the next 10 weeks. Uh, you probably don't. Uh, outside of that, Jacob Little. Ryan, we had a, a message from the good friend of the show, uh, Mr. KT, who was the guy who tipped us off in the preseason about Little. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, no, yeah. I... Yeah, he inspired me to write the uh, the article on Little. Um, and, yeah, he looked awesome today. Um, and he's one I'm going to have to take a serious look at again. If he gets the start, I think he could be an option. Um, I, I still don't think you can touch him off the bench. Like 57 minutes is just not quite enough, I think, moving forward. But he's just such a good attacking hooker, um, or at least he was today. Uh, it's probably important to keep in mind they're playing the Titans. But I don't think the Dragons' schedule is overly intimidating either. Like they've got the Broncos, Broncos, Sharks, Dolphins, Titans again, and Raiders. So, I mean, it's, it's not great. It's not terrible either. So, yeah, it's yeah, he's, he's going to be one to watch. I'll see what happens on Tuesday, where he's named, if he's named to start. He could be he could be the solution to the hooker problems. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, this game definitely created, you know, a couple of solutions, but probably more problems uh Maddox Masilla actually got through 72 minutes, but only scored 25 points. Uh, 13 tackles in 72 minutes in the back row is not great, but, I mean, that was also the Dragons just piling the points on as well. So, And the entire game was played down the other corridor. Uh, David Fafita, 31 tackles in 80 minutes. And, uh, yeah, that, that side of the field, very busy. Uh, Jack Bird. Looked really, really good in the minutes he played, but played a lot less minutes than what we thought he was going to. Yeah, probably not completely unexpected, I guess, with like the preseason injury. Didn't get to play much in the preseason. So I think it's just going to be a case of working into the season, building the match fitness. But yeah, he's looking like he's going to be the number one center option, doesn't he, once he builds into it? Yeah, 100%. When he went off on 14 points in 25 minutes, I was cheering. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, him putting Blake Laurie over for his double. Try scoring double this week. Oh, no, he only got one. That was his first try. Sorry, I thought he got two. Um, no, Blake, put him putting Blake Laurie over for his first ever try made a big difference to my head-to-head who I'm going to lose because of that. Um, so, But outside of that, I mean, he was 
sort of quite busy, a lot of missed tackles, but 33 tackles and 100 metres from Bird in 48 minutes is pretty good signs. Uh, I'm going to be actively looking to bring him in this week. Uh, you know, such a positional advantage. Uh, Tyra Sloan, also really good, though, as well. 41 with a try, quite busy, you know, relatively mistake-free, only the one error. But, I mean, you know, he's you're, they're asking him to ball play. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've seen what Sloan is. He's, he's sort of like a slight downgrade to Hammer. Like, he's going to have these games where he does well in attack and he, and he puts up a decent score. But then he's going to have a game where he's, you know, kept quiet and because he doesn't have the biggest base in the world, like only 111 metres despite how good he looks, um, you know, he's going to put up like a 15 in one week. You know, like it's, it's a little bit of a roller coaster. I wouldn't be trusting him just yet in my uh, 17 if you didn't no. have to win. No. Uh, the big area of concern out of this game is Tanner Boyd, who put up 25 points and then got hooked with six minutes to go. Uh, I'm not sure that that's necessarily predictive of what's going to happen next week. Uh, 22 tackles and... Uh, 228 metres is fine. You would like to see him run the ball a little bit more. Uh, but the, just the demerits, the 14 points of demerits just absolutely killed him. And, you know, he's a real concern, not hitting his break even after being sort of slow start last week. And two, you know, matchups on the softer side. Uh, he now goes into the Storm and the Cowboys and then a bye, uh, which, you know, is a is a worry. Yeah, definitely. The three errors, um, yeah, he was just atrocious, especially with the boot this week. Um, it, it could be a case of, like, this being a Lachlan Ilias type uh, hooking last year. I remember when Ilias got hooked and he sort of kicked on after that. But because uh, I'm not sure Holbrook's going to admit he was wrong after two weeks. So I, I, I still expect Boyd to be in the squad next week. But, um, yeah, it is a little bit of danger signs. I, I'm thinking... I'm thinking he could be a sell, uh, but a lot of people are going to have Cleary, Brandon Smith unavailable, Sonny Luke unavailable too. So it's sort of a case of like, can Luke you even Garner. sell him next week? Yeah, exactly. Like if you need a half, a hooker, like even say Heinz comes back as well, you're a Trindle owner. Like it's sort of a case of like you, you're sort of stuck with him for another week. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he might be one I just hold till the buy and if he hasn't kicked on, I'll sell him in round five. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's going to be my strategy as well. Uh, you know, he's going to be one that I'd, I'd like to slot into my halves. But, I mean, you know, I'm going to be making decisions this week. I've got to work out exactly what sort of, what my trades look like. I assume the like, first one's going to be Brandon Smith to Jack Bird, and that'll leave me with about 150k to try to work out if I'm going to do a second trade, which at this stage I, I sort of don't need to, but uh, definitely uh, something to look at. Uh, Tanner Boyd's the biggest area of concern in my team at the moment, that's for sure. Uh, so I managed to avoid Ford, and then I went Hammer over Chans, which was awesome. Don't have Tommy Talao, which is great. Uh, just have, you know, Tanner and uh, Brandon Smith's probably my two biggest areas of concern at the moment. Isaac Thompson scored poorly, but, you know, that'll happen against Penrith. So, Ryan, uh, any any more thoughts for this week? No, I just I just like Frizzell to play eighty minutes once this season before I sell him. That'd be nice, but uh, <laughs> hopefully it's nothing too serious. But yeah, I, I just feel for all the fantasy coaches out there, especially the ones who like copped all of them too, like the ones who had like Smith, Ford, Chance, all in their mm. seventeen. I was lucky and only had Smith in my seventeen, so avoided most of the carnage. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably maybe maybe we do the uh, maybe we do the puns today to you know get all the bad yeah. energy out of our system as well. Cheer everyone up. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, there's a couple of people not in the spirit blaming us for them holding cheese in the comments. Um, Jackson Jackson fraud is a <laughs> an interesting one. <laughs> um, Burton the burden. <laughs> Clearly not the best captaincy choice. Uh, Matty, hold Matty. He found it. He, he found that he loved. He loves a pun. Hey, he does. Yeah, yeah. He's hoping for double pre, double brie, but got cheese in a can. Uh, <laughs> drinks drinks waster. Oh, waste water. Sorry, drink waste, waste water. water. Uh, <laughs> Stagsment. <laughs> a lot of puns. Yeah, Matt Matt Bory. But <laughs> I love I love mm. Matt Bory. Yeah, Brand, Brandon Myth might be up there. Yeah, that's the that's the one of the season. I think Brandon Myth. Brandon Myth and and my one. I thought Chan's nickel flop starred was pretty good as well. Yeah, that's so it's my own pun, but I liked it. Yeah, and then immediately under Brandon Myth, we've got Brandon shit. <laughs> Which is, you know, it's fair enough. Um, yeah, there's this there's one here. He's trying to be creative. He says he's not gonna say much about moving back two steps instead of forward, but he sees Cleary now. He's trying to be <laughs> trying to give us a haiku or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. God. I think uh, my lone highlight of the week might have been just Jacob Preston. How good he was! We got uh, oh, we got we got Peter Sterling playing second row for the Bulldogs. It's it's wonderful. <laughs> what uh, there was what there was a Preston one. Where is it? Oh, Jacob, I'm oh Jacob impressive. Mm. No, I don't know about that one. Impressed him. Yeah, there's Hop God. Jermaine Hopgod, Stinky Cheese, <laughs> Isaac Thompson, Spanner Boyd, <laughs> Spanner Boyd, Jackson should have been a Holden. <laughs> I feel like that. There's a bit of Ford to Holden rivalry there. I like that. V8. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my Ford broke down. Oh, uh, uh, Jermaine, you've done it again. I like that actually. The old McCain pizza slogan. We've got to get that out. Jackson floor. <laughs> we did get the floor. Yeah, abandoned Smith. Oh, I like that. That's clever. Yep. That's good. Eliezer Cabroa. Ooh. <laughs> the bro. Trade Egan in. Leggers <laughs> in Wade Egan. Wade Egan. Not, not 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 Egan Butcher. No, not him. No. Nabin the Smith, I love that so much. <laughs> Luke Garner punished the traitors. Ooh. I mean he did. He did do that. Yep. Paul Alamoda. <laughs> oh, I suck Thompson. Oh. <laughs> Farmanu Frown. <laughs> <laughs> And then the personal favourite for anyone that tried to points chase, Conman Lemuelu got him. Oh. 
Oh, con man Lemuelu. He'll get you. The con man. Oh, man. I love it. I love the puns, eh? I, I, I missed it. I forgot about them for a while yeah. there, but, yeah, it's good. I feel like the we were all healing as a uh, community now. Yeah, we're, we're going to need a long yeet list on Tuesday too. That, that'll be uh, – yeah. Rob's, Rob's going to have to come in handy for that one. Yeah, we'll hit him up, get him on the yeet list. And, uh, yeah, all right, I think that'll do. Thanks, Ryan, for joining me on your Sunday night. You can go back to patting your cat now. <laughs> That's code. Yeah, it's not a euphemism. He's actually going to go and pat his cat. <laughs> She's lovely. Man. Yeah. No, I know. She looks nice. My cat's just busy sleeping on the recliner, upside down. He doesn't sleep like a regular cat. He sleeps like a people. <laughs> if if yeah, if you're interested in seeing a photo of my cat sleeping weird, send us a send me a DM. I'll send it to you. All right, guys. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, hope you don't feel so depressed after uh, joining in with us to uh, share the misery of the week that was round two of the 2023 season and we will see you on Tuesday far more optimistically for round three TLT.